episode. We're back. I mean, we're going to be talking about the same thing we've talked on our last two podcasts, but obviously with new news. I first come on and say, congratulations to Red Bull. By no means is this podcast about slandering Red Bull's achievements. And I'll, I'll make this very clear. Max got lucky on one race of the year, and that was on the last lap in the last race of the year. Lewis got lucky in Silverstone, Baku. We'll leave it at that, right? That, like, no one saying Max doesn't deserve this championship. We just want to come out and say, talking about the comments that Lewis, well, not Lewis particularly made, but I'm guessing Toto kind of made on behalf of Lewis, and part of it is what he's felt from Lewis. So you messaged me early in the morning. They obviously didn't attend today's prize con- uh was it FIA prize ceremony? Is Gala awards. Gala awards. Whatever. Whatever it is, they didn't attend the FIA awards. Let's first dive into that. What do you think? How are you feeling? What's up, everyone? <laughs> I said on the last pod, every day gets harder, and it hasn't it got is, easier. It is extremely tough to swallow because it feels like we're all mourning with Lewis, and Lewis hasn't broken the silence. He, got, he was just knighted. Well, he was knighted from time last year. But the ceremony actually happened yesterday. And he looked or fresh, two days ago. Way. He looked fresh, by the way. He looked great. He was there with his mom. And he did not um, speak to any reporters. He has still not said anything. And now Mercedes has put out their statement. There are reports that Lewis may not come back to the sport. Well, I want to say reports, but... Toto's not 100% confident he's going to return. So, But before, before you continue on that, we, I will say that... Um, are, are we waiting on Lewis's statement so we can finally close this chapter? Is that I need closure. I, I, that's I how need I feel closure. too. I'm waiting on what Lewis says. And you know what? I'm so happy that Toto and Lewis are not attending the FIA Awards Gala because it sends a clear message. But it also would be very difficult for them to go because why would you go to the FIA... When the FIA slighted you. Yeah. And Toto is standing in unison. And really the entire team is standing in unison with Lewis. What happened was a travesty. It was completely wrong. And it should never have happened. And just stressing again. It's not Red Bull's fault. It is purely on. I can say it because I won't get fined. The rogue Michael Massey. It just starts the conversation of so many unnecessary conversations because you don't want to get into, you know, was he acting with influence under the wrong agenda? But when something like this happens, it gives you... I mean, you have no choice. You have no choice but to assume different things. Had all, all he had to do was red flag the race and start over. Yeah, I mean, like, we talked about it. Red flag it, you have four laps, and you go. But it even makes you question, like, was Nicholas Latifi influenced somehow? Like, it really makes you feel like... It doesn't feel like it's a legitimate sporting event. Like, that's just... It's less such a sour taste in my mouth. And this is my first season back as, like, a full-fledged follow-every-race, cover-every-race, and it's, like... It, it's left a bad taste in my mouth, and... I don't know, man, like... We're, we're, we're protesting the Gala Wars. It's not like anybody cares, but we're not watching it, because... It just feels like we've been robbed of a great, like, story. Like, imagine the final chapter in the book is just robbery. Like, it's just terrible. The final chapter in 2021 was the worst chapter. Oh, just think about how amazing it would have been 
if had, you had we had a red flag laps, four or five laps on brand new tires and you let them duel it out. And you know what? That's the nature of racing. Michael Massey said on the radio to Total, this is racing. Well, if it was racing, you would let them race. Yeah, I agree. What happened was not racing. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. You let, <laughs> you let, Lewis had a sizable advantage, and then you call it racing when Lewis doesn't have any advantage, but he's now at a disadvantage. Yeah, and the whole strategy thing. But we don't want to harp on that moment too much because we want to talk about, like, obviously... Maybe Lewis retiring. Um, what does Mercedes feel like? What is their all like? We want to kind well, of d- dive. Mercedes' past it. statement said that they are now working very closely I'm to more, ensure I'm that like this the team. doesn't like, happen. Like, you think the team's message is like we don't we don't care if we don't show up for that fight? Like we're robbed. You think? Yeah, I mean, the they're sending their statement, but they in their statement they have said that moving forward in the sport because Mercedes will be in the sport. No, I'm talking about the, the award ceremony. Do yeah, you think well, as a team, they came together. And they said came they together and said, we're not going to attend because we're going to stand with Lewis. With Lewis. Only, is only James attending? Uh, have we confirmed that? I'm not sure. I know James is going to collect the award. I mean, you, someone has to go collect. And whoever go, this is a team effort. It is, you know, nobody wants to go to collect that award, but the team's doing it. Unprecedented eight consecutive constructors. Like, that's yeah. unbelievable. And that's it's also the part that is really tough to come to grips with is it puts such a damper on the eighth. It's eight in a row, bro. Like that is yeah. insane. And had it, had this not happened and Red Bull had won, you know, I'm sure Mercedes would be there. Yeah. I I, I just think as long, as long as if the FI didn't manipulate or play the, action of god or divine power then i think nobody we're not talking about this anymore right i really aren't i've thought to myself if the roles were reversed and i was a you know i was a max fan and it happened to max and lewis one how would i feel would i be happy or would i acknowledge the fact that that was wrong because i'm still blown away and i'm hoping I'm hoping, I'm going to give Christian Horner a little bit of the benefit of the doubt that he made those comments because it was, it was fresh in the, you know, he was in the middle of just being filled with emotion that he said Mercedes was being desperate. But if he looks back at it now, there's no way he can say they were being desperate. If Christian Horner doesn't come out and say it was wrong, we obviously benefited from it, but I, and he acknowledges it. And he, he should acknowledge He should it acknowledge the fact that... We're going to contribute to making this... Yeah, be like he, she should come on and say, if Lewis was wrong by it, it obviously benefited us. We're not here to debate that, but it was definitely a mistake by the FIA. If he doesn't come on and do that, I'm boycotting Red Bull. Yeah, it's, that will be very interesting to see how that un- unravels. And you know what? I'm although we're not watching the award gala, I'm boy- I'm looking forward it. to seeing what Christian has to say. You think that whole Red Bull garage would actually be delusional enough to not think like it was wrong? You think like a thousand employees can really say like Man, that was right? The whole world is looking at this in the same way I believe we're looking at it. So it's like if you're if you're looking at it differently, I think you're a little bit delusional. So let me ask you this. We came on and said we're not gonna put asterisks because there are no asterisks. Max was a better driver for most of the year. Right? Yeah. We, we, Max won the championship. He was deserving. He drove a better year. And when you look at what happened 
whether it's Silverstone or you look at Baku and how all Lewis had to do was finish the race, like in the top 10. Like we're not in this position. So Mercedes left it to the end and obviously they got bit by it. They got bit by it. So but my question to you is, is the word asterisk and tarnish the same thing? No, it's not. There's no asterisk on Max's championship, but, there but is it's tarnish. definitely tarnished. And I agree with you 100%. Like, no, Max, no one thinks you didn't deserve it. But the way you got it, people are really like... And it's not Max's fault that the FIA is tarnishing his championship. Oh. Because it, hey, he's win. It's not the he FIA's won, fault. And now, because of Michael Massey's rogue actions... People are discrediting or looking at him. And it's like, it's not fair to Max. It's not fair to Red Bull. It's not fair to Mercedes. A rogue decision has completely just put the credibility of the sport so, into the abyss. I agree. So let, let's talk about Max, right? Like, it must be really tough for him that his first chance, his biggest achievement in his professional career, probably ever. Comes with controversy. Comes with so much doubt. So like... What do you think Max is thinking? Is he just like, I don't want to hear it? It's, does he think, like, let, it, let, 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 let's try to sympathize with Max. It will play Max. games with anyone's mind. You can say you're strong, this, that. Mentally, it will affect you. And the thing is, even if they reversed it and gave it to Lewis, it's, it's put such a damper on what was such an amazing battle in year. Because it almost feels like, at this point, it doesn't even matter anymore. So... So what's the best analogy we came up with? Is it letting a baseball person on the third base and then uh, fresh off the bat? What, what's the best analogy we have for for our I non like F one? The, uh, there's been so many different um, analogies for new F one fans to understand the magnitude of what happened. Obviously, the one that I'm using is someone sent to me. You're you know Lewis was winning three nothing. There's only a minute left in the soccer. So Lewis is winning three nothing in a soccer game. And there's only a minute left in the game, and all of a sudden the ref says, next goal wins. You know what? I don't even like that one because that's equal playing field. Lewis was not an equal playing exactly. field. Exactly. <laughs> that, that analogy is so unfair, but it's still not even equal. Yeah, because Lewis was on 40-plus lap tires, so he was, it's not the same playing field, right? The best way to, like, that it's I probably heard the it was, baseball one, I think. Lewis was a sitting duck. <laughs> It's probably the baseball one. There's three batters. All you have to do, like, you're just so disadvantaged, right? Three batters up. We automatically put someone on third base, and they can just get you home with a little pop fly uh, to win the World Series. But let's let, let's kind of move away from race weekend. We've talked about it a lot. Just kind of want to get Max's perspective. How serious do you take Toto's comments about Lewis Hamilton maybe not returning? How much of a grain of salt do you hold that way? So you cannot discredit that because if you are Lewis Hamilton, you have given so much of your life to the sport. You have won seven championships. And it's not even like you have triple digit wins. And for you, for the, for the sport to do what it's done to you in this last race, why would you come back? Yeah. And also like it, this year, how much work has gone into it? He just said it was the most, Tough battle. He's at, obviously, every single year you race, you're the oldest you've ever been. So it's probably harder on your body. And to just have that ripped away by rogue Michael Massey, it's like, I have to take those comments seriously. Like, I'm really worried about if the last chapter we see Lewis Hamilton racing is when he was the best driver on the day and he was robbed because of King Latifi and Michael Massey. Honestly, I, I, 
I know you, you the Latifi thing happened, but had the rules been governed, it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, I hear you, but but at the same time, like, why are you racing a four G? Exactly, that's like, dumb. That's racing? dumb. But had it been handled accordingly, it changes. And, and this is where you know Lewis is always very vocal. He's quick to jump on and on social media and talk about how he feels. He is definitely hurt. Well, you got to think about it, right? He didn't say he was upset. He said he was delusioned. Delusion, like they were still delusional about how, how they felt about it. Like that is a different word than upset or angry or frustrated. They feel like it's been robbed. Like your, your reality is basically shook. Yeah, his immediate radio reaction was this feels manipulated. Yeah, but, but I mean like in the moment, you probably don't feel as bad as you three days later. Bro. And now, three, and you know, later. this is what personifies him as a champion and leader is that in that moment, he was still able to hold his head high, congratulate Max and his dad, the entire Red Bull team. He still stood up on the podium. Still stood up on the podium. That takes so much. I don't think anybody would have been mad at him if he walked off the podium. But he didn't. I know, which is he takes a lot more. Um, so that is the part is like in that moment, still did that. And now he's really letting his platform actually speak without speaking because the whole world, world is waiting for him to break his silence. And, in, and now you can start to really feel the severity of what happened. Yeah, maybe he's not speaking, so just so everybody keeps talking about it. I think he's genuinely hurt. It also comes down to his entire life of facing adversity. And then for the sport that you're supposed to feel safe and trust now has just broken all of that. I agree. I think safe's the wrong word in Formula 1. It's, yes, it's <laughs> yeah. not safe. But Com you play in a sport that because there are rules... And you compete just, in it, and then all of a sudden, it goes out the window. It's the one familiar place he's known since he was a child. So race. that is where it's like, why return to a, a place where that's not the case anymore? Yeah, it's really tough to say. They broke his trust. Um, and we'll touch back on Lewis quickly, but I'll ask this question quickly to you. So shout out to Oliver. Reach us on Twitter. Appreciate you listening. Seems shout like, out to guy. Seems, seems like you listen to us. Yo, quite we, we asked for feedback. And, and we, we love it. We speak to all of, you know, everyone that's listening. We're talking to you right now. Hit us if, up on hit Twitter. Hit us up. We'll, we'll get back Oliver, to you. Our boy Oliver, hit us up. Yeah, and, and you know what? We apologize for the mistake on the FIA. I mean, sorry, the FIFA and FIA. We're from North America, so we don't know about soccer that well. Um, but before we jump back to Lewis, does Michael Massey continue in his race director seat? I think... The F, well, or the, FIA, the, the FIA's can't come out and said they're launching their own investigation to investigate themselves. But literally, this is what I see happening. Michael Massey will become the scapegoat for this. I mean, he's responsible, so he's not the scapegoat. He will get fired. And I think Formula One teams are going to have to hold the FIA more accountable. Just I think like Mercedes that, said. I don't think he gets fired. I think they put another person beside him. I, I really don't think he gets fired. I hope he does, but I think they put... They so add, it's two people as a race Let's kind of get into the head of Michael Massey, right? And so, do you want to finish off the Lewis Hamilton retirement or we want, or we want to go... I just want to ask you quick, that, um, that a quick question. What F1 would look like without him and all that? Listen, F1 is not F1 without Lewis Hamilton. Okay, cool. Let's get into Michael. Let's get so into Michael. I, I kind of now want to... Look, at the end of the day, we're all humans. We make mistakes, right? 100%. Agreed. So Michael Massey, let's be very, very objective now, non-biased. 
he is in a role that has a lot of pressure to make decisions on impulse or very quickly. And you have to make decisions without being influenced by third parties who are, the, you know, totos and Christians of the world. And you have to make decisions that are uh, fair and there are decisions that have to be made based on safety. And you hold and, and yield a lot of power. Mm -hmm. So when this happens, the safety car is, you know, issued, deployed, yeah. deployed. And his first reaction is coming on the radio to Christian and saying that cars will not be able to lap and the race will end. That is said. So let's stop there for a second. He's in the office. He's looking at everything. He says that. Mm -hmm. That's, that's kind of like, okay, that's expected, cool. right? Yep. We then hear nothing. And then we see a message on and the then screen. A message on the screen that cars number one, two, three, and four, four, four yeah. are going to be able to lap. And then you hear the voice. And hear the then voice. you hear the voice. So in that span, and we don't have the timeline, maybe it was two minutes, three minutes. Let's just say it was five minutes. Not enough for a lap to change your tires. He went from saying one thing and then doing another thing. Correct. In that time, what happened? Let's I don't know. unpack this like a so, crime. What first, happened? First of all, I don't want to. I'm not going to unpack it as a crime just yet. I will say that tough job for Michael Massey, right? Like, let, let's put it. It's a very tough job. I do think that Formula One in general, you should not be able to communicate with the director unless he opens his lines. During a safety car or red thing. Because your first thing is safety and about the race. And remember, this is the first year for all fans and all the new fans to the sport to that be able to see this and hear you've this. You've been in here, but I'm saying in general, you shouldn't be able to hear. Michael Massey should be able to shut off his communication line until he's figured out what he's going to do with yeah, the race. Yeah, so he doesn't get influenced. No Christian Horner, no Toto, nobody can talk to him. It's like when Christian was saying no safety car or... Uh, Toto said that. Yeah, like... Toto said, he's like, not allowed please to say no that. Yeah, please no... Uh, safety cars, just virtual safety cars, right? So I do really think that um, FI, FIA, Formula One, whichever governing body is in charge of that, or if it's a partnership, because I'm pretty sure that's what it is, Michael Massey's lines are completely shut off until he opens up his lines when he's just made a concrete decision on what he's going to do with the safety car slash red flag, whatever that is. I just think he heard Christian Horner complaining a lot, man. Like, he's a little mosquito, right? And he just kept pricking and pricking away, and he sucked too much blood. And then he just gave up to his demands, bro. Like, it, it, the only way to explain it is we weren't there, but you can only think Christian Horner was just begging him to let them race. It's motor racing. It's motor racing. It's motor racing. It's like, but it's not really motor racing because the motor racing of F1. But if that's the case, you red flag it. Yeah, but I don't think he had an opportunity to. Because he had to do that in the instant. He'd have to make a split flag so, decision. And it's not like you can red flag it after because, you know, you don't have a certain amount of fuel in the cars. This is where, if you look at society and humanity as a whole, and I'm going to just go to the complete other extreme, not even sports, you look at catastrophes that have happened in the world. Human error is responsible for the greatest catastrophes. So when you start to look at, to just say, sports or businesses, Things happen because of failure to execute correctly and human error. So in that moment, Michael Massey 
had a lapse of judgment and made a mistake that has caused this massive ripple. I'm just... Michael Massey aside for a second, I'm just worried for what it does to the sport. As someone that genuinely loves this That's sport, where I'm very worried about it. The ripple is massive because I'm very worried about one it. person has the ability to influence and cause this. Yeah, so that's what I think. I think you need a panel of two or three race directors. There should be, but maybe, again, that's where it becomes... So difficult then if you have multiple people. They had two people before. Think about this. In other sports, you've got multiple referees and they come together and make a decision. Yeah, that makes sense. Like they had Charlie was the main guy, but they did have someone sitting beside Charlie before before he passed away. So they should have at least someone sitting beside him to because you know what? When you're being pressured by by the mosquito and Toto's coming down your throat, like what do you think is gonna happen? You're gonna crumble to one of them. You're gonna make a decision on impulse that maybe is not thought through. And you know what? To be honest, like when you hear Michael Massey, he sounds flustered as hell. I mean, no, I think he's always very calm. No, like I mean, recently, obviously, this uh, when he said "total," we're just racing. Like, he no, came no, no, no. I talk about when he's like, "We're figuring out." Give me a second. Like, he sounds kind of flustered towards closer. That's why he should be able to just cut comms. He should either cut comms, or he needs someone there to calm him down, but or the, they need someone else just to continue on the inconsistency inconsistencies of the FI. Let's just go back to Saudi. And Lewis crashing into Max because he communicated the message to one, but by the time he got to the other one, that was that wasn't was that Michael Massey? It was Michael Massey. Oh, I thought it was somebody else. Okay, but it's like, why don't we have clear communication lines? Yeah, it it, it really comes down to it's just. I mean, you know, F one's kind of archaic, bro. If, if Liberty never bought it, we'd still have that ugly F F logo that we see. We'd still be like with two thousand Windows XP graphics on the screen, like. It's take it's gonna take some time, man. But to ask you is like ah, Michael Massey's just a just a rogue FIA director, race director at that time. But that's just what it comes down to, man. He's just being pressured by two of the most dominant personalities. And in this sport. is the tough part now. Is you know we're we're now talking as if there was no malice intended. He just made an impulse decision. Well, we'll give him the of benefit judgment. of the doubt. And it's like he is. One of the most, he is the most hated person in this sport right now. Yeah, because you know what? Red Bull fans are going to hate him too. It's just like, if you're him right now, it's just tough to be Michael Massey. I think Red Bull fans are going to hate him too. You got to think, fans are going down. It'd be a lot. Yeah. Let's just realize fans can be a lot. Think about other sports. They're internet warriors. Yo, we've seen athletes receive death threats. We've seen athletes' houses burn down. Like, People take it to a, a just a next level. Yeah, I mean, sports is connects everybody, right? You feel I mean, an emotional I think connection. of Reggie Miller's house in Indiana being burnt down. I mean, it's just, I, if right, you're you Michael Massey right now, I'm sure you just want to hide in a hole. Think about it. How devastated were we that Lewis, that Lewis lost in the fashion of what happened? Like, imagine someone that is like a diehard Lewis fan or like, Imagine what Latifi's DMs look like right now. Listen, Latifi is getting the worst of it. And the problem is, for Latifi, He's just a is nice he Canadian did it boy. in such poor fashion racing for 15. If he was racing for, like, a third and, place, no one would care. But just think about this. On the grid next year, like, these jokes are going to live on forever. And it, oh. it's going to be like, yo, is it too soon? It'd be like, yo, Latifi, how's 15th look? And it's like, all his peers are going to make fun of him. Like, mentally over time... It just, you develop a complex towards it's it. It's definitely not going to be good for his mental health. And you got to think of it this way as well. It's like, 
for you specifically, maybe Mick, I get it. You're raising for your dad's legacy. You want to stir a little controversy. Latifi. Haas has zero points. You already beat them in the Constructors' Championship. What are you actually racing for? I don't care if you're 15th. You've already locked your place as the 8th place Constructor. There is zero reason for you to be racing. You Daniel know, Williams the only home. thing you can say is he's a race car driver. No, no, and you it's want, no this is the other point. Jo- Sir Frank Williams' cars did not finish the last race of the year. Well, of his last year of living. Get the race, get, finish the race for Sir Frank. The same way they finished the race for Claire when she first left. Exactly. Like, that's the worst thing is that not a single car finished on this year. And I'm pretty sure in Jeddah, didn't George, I'm pretty sure both of them DNF too in Jeddah. I know George did. I think, I think uh, Latifi did, but, or he just finished last because he had uh, some issues. But um, yeah, like you didn't even finish the race with Frank, man. Like that's an, it just, to me, it just doesn't make sense, man. Like we, I swear we could sit in here and talk about this until the next season comes around, honestly. But obviously, we're not going to do that. We just did it just because we saw the new comments. Any last words you want to say about Michael Massey? Listen, no, I don't want to talk about Michael Massey anymore. Yeah, like anymore. He, he probably but has enough what, what this does is everyone left Abu Dhabi with just so many questions. And just so much to unpack. So we have to unpack the number one question. I know you said what you said, but how much of a chance do you put Lewis not returning to F1 next year? I think it's 50-50. I I can 100% get behind and believe that all of a sudden, there's just, he pops up, IG post. I've been betrayed by the sport that I grew up loving and participating in, and I can't return. And then I can see him... Not saying anything, and he shows up at winter testing, and he's ready. And he's just like still in rise. He's like, I've been. I, I. This is what I think. I think he says, I've been betrayed. He makes it seem like it's time, but he's like, I'm coming back to take back my crown one more time, and this I will be my see last that. season. Very much get behind it, but the word betrayed, I think, is the best word to to. I mean, it's the only. Words. It's the only thing he's known since he was young, right? The only thing that has been his his probably his constant. Like he's gone through. It's been public. Rocky relationship with his dad when his dad wasn't around. Obviously, different people in his family haven't been around. Like, that is the one thing he's known since he was a little boy, is racing. So, it'll be tough. I mean, if he doesn't return, who does Mercedes even pick up? Just quick. We don't have to dive bro, into it. Is it Nick DeVries? It will be the end of Mercedes. No, nah, bro. Don't disrespect George Russell like that. George Russell. No, because I think Toto would leave, too, and sell his shares. I, I don't think he would leave. I think he know. I think he knows how good George is. Yeah, I, it's if, if Toto leaves, then yes, it may be the end of Mercedes. It actually may be, but then we'll see what happens. You know, people make everything, man. So it just becomes a domino effect. If one leaves, and then Toto leaves, everything just starts to longevity. You know, you have to put so much think, value. But in Toto that. signed on for two more years after this year. Three. That more means years. nothing if someone wants to quit, bro. Yeah, but then you lose a lot of money. I'm hopeful that Mercedes, just like they said today, is going to hold the FIA accountable. Lewis comes back and gets number eight. Yeah, I think Lewis will be back for one last ride. He gets number eight, then he walks away from the sport. What happens if George beats him this next year? <laughs> Does he walk away? <laughs> Can't even think about that. No, but okay. So seriously, does Lewis walk away after number eight, whether it's in a year or two years? If Lewis gets number eight, 
he will walk away from the Do you sport. think he doesn't walk away if do you think he doesn't walk Lewis away? Lewis is if Lewis is walking away without aid, it's now. Oh, it's now. Because of what happened. But I'm saying, let's say he's competitive. He just loses to George three two years in a row. Does he walk away? He's losing to George by a little bit. If he's losing to his teammate two years in a row, he's he still a he's lot calling it quits. Stamina, man. Is he calling it quits? I think so, man. I, I Wait, I'm saying you know what? Because I generally think if he doesn't return this year, it's his last year, even if he loses. Yeah. I I if Lewis comes back, there's not a doubt in my mind that he doesn't win. I, I, I highly believe he'll win too, but I think like next year's is last year, no matter what the result is. Yeah. I really do I think next year's that. last year. I agree with that. Um Gene Todd came out and said that he he feels bad and they deserve more Mercedes. And I'm and it, by the re, um what I read in the article, he doesn't care if they pulled out from the FIA. Yeah, because and he's a, he's the FIA president, listen, right? All the other drivers on the grid, like even Lano came. People out and are said, speaking about this, man. Like, there's so many different circles, and we're talking circles of influence. Like, if you're another driver on the grid, irrespective of who you support, you got to question it, man. Yeah, I mean, Lano Morris came out and said it. Mercedes exercising their right to challenge this. They had every right to challenge this. And I'm still <laughs> flabbergasted that Christian Horner thought it was desperate. But are you flabbergasted by Christian Horner being a This mosquito? is the part that just blows my mind. Have you ever been flabbergasted by Christian Horner and his, and his whininess? Man, said they're desperate. It's like, bro. <laughs> How's it... Uh, we'll give him the benefit of the doubt say it's the raw emotion. He was just in the moment... But if he does not come out and acknowledge that there's no asterisk on the championship, but he needs to acknowledge what Michael Massey did in that moment was a mistake and poor judgment. Yeah. That's all he has to do. He doesn't have to say Lewis should have won, Max should have won. He just needs to acknowledge that how Michael Massey handled the incident was incorrect. Yeah. That's all he has to say. And if he doesn't, I don't know how there's any Red Bull fans in the world. Um, I'm going to give them some airtime. I know we, you don't like to give them the airtime much, but Haas finished number one in the, in, in the testing with the new tires. <laughs> so, you know, Matthew's coming out here with hot takes. Does this have anything to do Bruh, with 2022? Don't lie to me right now. They finished number one in terms of just time testing. He was like 0.6 up on George, like a second up on Lando, and it was their junior driver from Haas. Bro. Are never, we in for the year of the Haas? Bro. I cannot believe this. They just had the fastest time. It's not that big of a deal, honestly. Schwartzman puts Haas top of the timesheets <laughs> on final day of postseason Abu Dhabi test. <laughs> so, are, are we are we on the bandwagon with the seventh place finish like Mr. Lamonia said? Or how are you feeling? Means nothing. <laughs> Haas ain't going seven, bro. <laughs> oh, they're sitting 10th? <laughs> they're staying 10th. And Gene is hiring some of the best salespeople in America to find a buyer. Okay. Um, Gene Haas give me, cannot wait for the day F1? that he can put F1 in his rear view. Yeah. Um, give me a percentage of how, if there is a small percentage that Haas doesn't finish 10th. Was it 10% they don't finish 10th? Well, it's decimal points. Oh, you're saying it's less than a percent. It's like when we do quality and we're talking hundreds. And so you're saying it's like 99.95% that they stay in 10. Yes. 
<laughs> You're giving no heart to Hope Ross. Bro, there's right? just there's there's none, man. Who it it just it, when you look at it, who is gonna get worse than them? Uh, you know, I mean, Williams has real money behind them. Yeah, but Alfa Romeo has an entire auto brand behind them, and they do have Valtteri Bottas. As much as we harp on Valtteri, it's like he does bring something. It to ain't them. happening, bro. But I will say this. Like Matt said, maybe they brought the best in the best and they figure it out. This guy, come on, Matt. Speaking of Haas, I know we said on last on the last episode. So I was on our favorite partner, Fanabox. The Haas page is not showing up. No. <laughs> so it looks like Haas is not popular enough. But segue into it. Holiday racing kits at Fanabox.com. I repeat myself, Fanabox.com are up to 30% off. Bro, what else do they give you? I'm telling you right now, if you're a Canuck here in Canada, take advantage of the free expedited shipping. It's free expedited shipping. It's into most locations, just not small rural. I don't understand. If you're listening to this pod and you don't have F1 gear, get F1 gear. Get some F1 gear from our friends at Fanabox. We have Canadian and American listeners. Make sure you guys go get that. Hey, by the way, as we're shutting out Fanabox, because they're a partner, we love them. Max is amazing. They've supported and us. And just, let me just add context. Like, Fanabox ain't just a website with F1 merch. We're talking about family tradition. We're talking about a store that has been around since the 90s, enriched in the Montreal Grand Prix. Yeah. Everyone from Lewis Hamilton to Fernando Alonso, like, they've all been there. They've all been to the shop, yes. So, so tap into Fanabox. Tap into Fanabox. Great partner. Amazing people. They support us. I hope you guys support them if you love our content. Um, I want to shout out Sweden and United Emirates. Because, United Arab Emirates? Yeah, because they have shown us a lot of love in the last couple of weeks, last week. So shout out all of our, our listeners globally. Appreciate you guys tuning in. And once again, shout out to Oliver. We appreciate you commenting. Like we said to all our fans, shoot us any DMs, shoot us a message. We'll get back to you. We're all about the fans. We're fans just like you. We love F1. Maybe not right now. <laughs> oh, no. We don't love the FIA. That's who yeah. we don't like. Love, we love the sport. Hope everybody's healing well if you're a Lewis fan or if you're just a fan of the sport and you feel betrayed. And those are pretty much my last Yo, thoughts. Tweet at us. Tag us on IG. Hit us in the review section on Apple. Just make sure it's a five-star, four-star review, please. <laughs> Yo, five stars only. <laughs> hey, listen. Honest reviews, please. Honest That's reviews. only way we can get better. But Honest no one stars, reviews. please. One star, just send it to our DMs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, you know, we love everyone listening. We appreciate it. Without you, we ain't here talking. Yeah. So tap in. And um, I think it's just a matter of time until we start getting some of your questions. Like, I want to do a fan mailbag episode where we're just taking questions that have been submitted. Yeah, it would be a lot of fun. And on that note, we out.